And we're back on this very, very busy afternoon and was talking about the cuts that have been announced very, very quietly for the TTC. We're going to get into it and just kind of what kind of an effect is this going to have on the riders? It is, I mean, again, you put this in context, it is really an incredible move. If someone had said and made a prediction, you know what, in a year and a half or two, <laughs> they're actually going to be announcing cuts, not one or two, but quite a few. Joining us is Sheila Pisey Allen, who's with TTC Riders. Sheila, good afternoon. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. All right. What's your reaction to this? Were you surprised? I, I am surprised. I, I think it shows a real level of disrespect for working people in Toronto who've been relying on the TTC throughout the pandemic, essential workers, and now with more and more people returning to transit, returning to work, this is not what needs to happen. These cuts are just not an option, and they're really going to cause chaos for a lot of working people. People will be late for work. Some people might lose their jobs if they can't rely on the TTC and what, what's so worrisome is that some of the planned reductions are on routes that serve neighborhood improvement areas, um, industrial areas that saw the worst crowding early in the pandemic, routes like 41 Keel, 102 Markham. So that's another worrisome some element is that the, these, these cuts are going to harm people who rely on transit the most and who've been impacted by the pandemic the most. It's such a turnaround, as I said, isn't it? I mean, subway, subway, streetcars, the focus on making greater Toronto work in a world-class way has been focused on better transit everywhere we look, year after year, decade after decade, and now we're going backwards. That's right. We're we're building all of these new projects, which is so important, but uh, we won't have the riders to take them. We won't have the funds to run them if... Um, our leaders, all levels of government, let transit collapse, essentially. What we're really worried about is a downward spiral. As soon as you cut service, fewer people take to choose it. That means less fare revenue for the TTC, and it causes a downward spiral. And that's why we were so happy when the provincial and federal governments brought in emergency funding earlier in the pandemic. Well, now that's run out. And we think that's really um, one of the, the reasons behind these cuts. Certainly, the vaccination deadline is is part of it, but why hasn't the TTC planned ahead and done a hiring blitz? They've known that there would be a staff shortage for months, and, and we're, we're asking ourselves, is this because the funding has run out? And, and so we think this is a real failure of leadership from all levels of government if these cuts go ahead, but it's not a done deal. We're, we're asking the mayor to extend the vaccine mandate deadline, um, you know, and they could implement interim measures like regular testing while they conduct a hiring blitz so that we protect the TTC service that so many people are depending on. They are. You know, there are listeners who may say, and people are torn on this, everybody has a different opinion, but some would say, hey, aren't we giving in? Are, are we being held hostage? We've seen this happen in healthcare. Big prom- promises by the government. The reality is this way of fighting back from those who don't want to be unvaccinated. Is this fair to those who do want to know when they go into a closed area, they're with vaccinated people? That's right. And, and to be really clear, TTC Riders, um, our organization, absolutely supports mandatory vaccination mm-hmm. and measures like face masks on public transit um, because it protects all transit users and all transit workers. 
but we don't think that cuts that are going to harm um, transit uh, people who depend on transit the most are acceptable either. And so, you know, we're really um, we're really upset that it's come to this. It didn't need to come to this point. And so we're asking the mayor to step in, give people a little bit more time to get vaccinated, and in the meantime, implement rapid testing. Um, but we we think that cuts are actually going to exacerbate crowding on transit as well. Mm-hmm. And we don't think that they're an, an option, really. Um, you know, it's it's going to have long-term negative consequences for our city if people are driven away from public transit at a time where we need to be winning transit riders back. We're hearing that congestion is back to pre-pandemic levels. We need to be doing everything we can to make sure that public transit service is protected. All right. You know, you mentioned testing. Who's doing it right, in your opinion? How would that look for the workers? Well, we do support um, mandatory vaccination, but in this situation that we're in where the TTC is planning to cut service as early as Monday, we're wondering about options to extend that deadline. Do um, proactive education about vaccination. This is a you know, time to get convince more people to get vaccinated. But there are cities like Mississauga and Brampton that have implemented a rapid testing option. Uh, we don't necessarily think that's the way to go long term. But just to buy some more time, because we don't think that these cuts are going to be good for anybody. They're, they're going to result in more crowding and, and have really negative consequences immediately for working people, but also in the long term for our public transit system and the climate. All right. And as you say, delay it. And what do you want to happen in that delay? Is that a way of kicking the can down the road? Because there's a couple of ways of looking at this. You know, do you do you implement, do you go in a hiring blitz? Do you do something you didn't do before in that delay? Or are you giving power to those who are saying, hey, try this on for size. You want to mandate vaccines, you're going to lose workers. Right. That's a that's a good question. I mean, we absolutely support the mandatory vaccination. And, you know, what we're saying is that the TTC um, has not planned ahead. They, they should have started a hiring blitz months ago. They knew that there would be a staff shortage. The problem is that they are facing a financial crisis because um, the provincial and federal governments haven't extended emergency funding. So they're sort of in the situation where they were just hoping more people would um, say that um, got vaccinated and they've planned for just enough service. So now we're in a situation where, um, you know, it's, it's we, we need to make sure that service is protected. We also need to make sure that everyone's vaccinated. So, you know, we're asking the mayor, can you delay the mandatory vaccination um, deadline, implement um, measures to make sure that everyone's safe, such as rapid testing. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, yes, we want to see a mandatory vaccine policy and we want to protect service. So part of the equation is emergency funding committed immediately from the federal and provincial governments. That's been holding the TTC back from making long-term plans and investing in more staff and more service. Mm -hmm. A lot of the flows, the taps have been turned off, Sheila, but very, very quickly, they can't go on forever. Well, we think that the whole transit funding model needs to change. The TTC for too long has depended on rider fares. That's why we're in this problem today. And And we can't continue this way. The TTC needs to win back riders. Um, If it doesn't, we're going to see more congestion on our streets. We're not going to meet our climate targets. And everyday Torontonians, working people, are going to suffer the consequences of longer wait times, crowded buses. Sheila, thank you for joining us. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.
Sheila Puzzy Allen with TTC Riders. A dilemma, testing, delay, who wins, who loses. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.